Martin Luther King starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> That's amazing. And a boycott. Welcome to A Couple Thoughts with Ben. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? This is the new host life. of A Couple Thoughts. We're going to have to change the name to Single Thoughts. I don't remember. Single Thought. I don't remember thought. firing myself. Yeah, so, Chris and Natalie. Mm-hmm. My name's Ben. I'm your guest. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Yes. Nice to meet you, guest. He's doing all the work. We don't even have to intro our own guest. That's right. We need to do our slogan. He didn't do our slogan. Oh, you know what I didn't do as well? What is your slogan? (laughs) (laughs) We are a couple who have thoughts. Oh, that's right. I thought you said we were going to drop that. You are a couple that have thoughts. Oh, you know what we should say, though, if we're going to actually use this? Okay. Uh, We should say that your kid is cute. Oh, Our kid is gosh. like dinky. Yeah. yeah I just wanted to make sure everyone knows that. Yeah. So ben has I don't think it's been I don't think it's been been mentioned in any of the like two weeks. It has been two weeks. Yeah, we barely yeah. talk about how cute she is. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought that up. That's a good point. And now mm-hmm. you know we have a, a third witness to attest to the cuteness mm-hmm. of our That's child. Right. Our child is still cute. Yes, she is. We're still drinking stuff. We're still drinking stuff. Ben, new host, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a homebrew half-calf latte. What um, the? Yeah. I didn't even know that exactly what's going on in there. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it's actually empty because I like it so much. But So I, um, I was reading this article the other day about um, the type of drinks that you drink. And um, there's a cappuccino person. You do not want to be a cappuccino person. I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what the cappuccino person means. It's cool. all of the foam, something about the foam, oh, but I can't remember exactly. Right. Foam. Mm-hmm. Um, Foams. Yeah. But a Foamers. latte person. Foamers. A latte person cares about others so much that they don't care for themselves, which I can oh. attest to because my <laughs> wife has to remind me to shower. <laughs> there you go. And latte people have a secret tattoo. Oh. Likely to have a secret tattoo. Let me, it's secret, I, so you can don't I know. Can I see your tattoo? Oh, <laughs> and I can't tell you or it's not secret anymore. And I, That's true. Okay. Yeah. But if you would show me your tattoo, I was going to say, wow, <laughs> I like that, that tattoo dolphin. a latte. Oh, <laughs> oh hey so what did it say about people who drink black coffee? Because I'm a black coffee are no nonsense. Okay. Mm. Serious minded, single, singularly focused for <laughs> a couple thoughts that might not work. Single oh. focus. Um, I don't know. Okay. Is that what, that's how you that's how you drink it. You drink it black. I drink it black, but that me and my drink don't mix up. Mm-mm. We don't. We don't. No, don't I'm gonna have up. to go back to the validity and reliability of that study. I think mm-hmm. it was a Facebook study. Was it done like by Starbucks? Lucky. Because <laughs> their validity is kind of going downhill. That's the truth. <laughs> no. No. Starbucks has ended racism. Forever. For all. I forgot and about homelessness. that. And, and homelessness. And yes. so. homelessness. this guy. Did, did you hear about the guy who was 30 years old and he's living with his parents? And he had to... The, his parents had to take him to court I to did hear about that guy. Uh, kick him out because he wouldn't leave his parents' house. Um, so I heard that he should just live at Starbucks because they can't kick him out now, and he's got a free bathroom. So Although he is a white male, so they might still mm, kick him out. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking. I am drinking waritos. Say it. Say it, Mexican. Waritos. <clears throat> waritos. Um, pineapple flavor. Uh, it is a delightful soda all the way product of Mexico. Mexico, okay. Mexico. It's from El Paso. Close enough. Oh, <laughs> Close it is, enough. It is made in Mexico, though, so okay. they walked it across it to El Paso. It used to be Mexico until <laughs> we took it. <laughs> That's true. That's how old this drink is. It's like a fine wine. It's a fine <laughs> they soda. They walked it across, you said. See, guys, that's why we need to build the wall. They're walking sodas across. I mean, come on. But they're good sodas. For they're good sodas, so never mind. Maybe make a little soda ho- oh, soda door. That's right. We'll build the wall that has some oh, soda doors. With like a, like a place to put your money in and it just oh, kind of yeah. shoots out like a vending machine vending machine <laughs> like, yes. it's a, a vending there wall. it is well right in the white house right now like a vending machine <laughs> i think trump would go for that he's a business he probably man. Will. Yeah, that's very true make some cash mm-hmm. they're gonna make mexico pay for it he says so we'll <laughs> that's see that's right but we have to pay for the juaritos right juaritos juaritos it is jar it is 
Jar Jar Binks approved. <laughs> My sister-in-law is shaking her head right now. <laughs> <laughs> she probably is. She's like, you are saying it all kinds of wrong. I'm drinking. Thanks for asking, guys. Uh, <laughs> Earl Grey tea. Decaf. What brand is this? Classic. Bigelow. Like the wrestler, Bam Bam Bigelow. I used to play him on Super Nintendo um, WrestleMania. Do you ever play the game? I think I remember that, that game, game but awesome. I, I was did not Bam, play Bam, him. Bigelow. Yeah, anyway. Was Jake the Snake on that one? Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. okay. Um, I remember Jake the Snake. I grew up actually. with My favorite WWF. guy was, what's his name? Yeah, I don't know. What is this WWE thing? What is that all about? Yeah, yeah I, I remember WWF. F, baby. Um, speaking of cats, I have a mug that says, everything tastes better with cat hair in it. My mom hates this mug because she hates cats. <laughs> I think it's, it's an, gross, but I love it. It's an awesome mug. And funny story, I had this mug, and I loved it with, with all my heart. And someone in this room broke it. And then, um, and it wasn't Ben. Um, do you Leo, hear, did you guys hear that bump? Cat. That was my cat rubbing its face on my mic stand here. So sorry. Okay. Um, and then, as as wonderful as she is, she bought me another one. And it was hard to find because they were like rare and handmade. Yeah, they're probably from just some small little craftsperson. I do think it's cool that Earl Grey, I mean, that Bigelow was named after a wrestler. Who would have known that's where the tea came from? Cat. He's rubbing his head. Should we throw him out? Just throw him outside. Oh, he's so cute, though. This will be an edit. I tried. I was on your side, Leo. I tried to give you a chance to be loved on me. You just aren't so So we've established what we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. Now let's establish who Ben is. Yeah. So Ben is our friend who lives... In the same town we do. Um, I met him at a church men's retreat. I heard him talk and he said he was a writer. And I was like, ooh, ding, ding, ding. I need to be his friend. I had just moved to the area. And then outside I saw him hanging out. And I say, hey, what's up? And I think I said, one of the first things I said to him was, what's your favorite movie? I remember this like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. We were both in uh, rocking chairs uh-huh. enjoying the... <laughs> The cool of the evening. Oh, the April, April month. Uh-huh. That's right. And, and um, yeah, that that question that you asked was pivotal. Very to, <laughs> it was. pivotal to no this idea. moment right here. You have no idea. His answer was Jurassic Park, which, mm. as many of you who know me know, that's my favorite film. So I was like, okay, not only are you my friend, now you're my best friend. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. So then we talked and had a blast and... Um, now we're friends. That's the gist of it. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I was going to make a movie. And normally Natalie and I write films together. Um, and she just had a child. Anyway, I was more busy than usual, I guess. Yeah. I think it was the end of 16 we started. Right. And so I was just about You're, to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, so <clears throat> Natalie and I make films and we write them, and they're usually comedies. And Natalie was like, ain't nobody got time to make a film. So I'm like, okay, but I want to make one. <laughs> so I was like, who do I know? Oh, Ben. He says he's a writer. So I asked Ben. How did I ask you? Do you remember? So that's I can't how remember. it went down. I don't even remember exactly. Um, I just remember being really excited about the opportunity. Have you ever um, worked on a film before? No, no. Um, so it's always been something that I've thought about just as a cool idea of I'll watch TV and I'll think, man, I wish I could write like that. Or, man, I could write so much better than that. <laughs> um, and um, so the idea of it really appealed to me. And um, it was something that I thought that I'd like to try. Natalie and I normally make <clears throat> comedies or dramedies, if you will. And um, I was like, well, I have a new writer with me, partner. Let's do something different. So I was like, let's try a either sci-fi. I think it originally I said sci-fi, but it kind of turned into a fantasy more like as far as it's not really science fiction. It's more like. Right. Wouldn't you say like yeah, fantasy? More like fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, like allegory. We just became good friends through that process and we just hang out and watch movies together and. Now we're friends. And then... Have discussions with tea. Have discussions <laughs> with tea. Tea and coffee. About things such as social justice, if you guys heard last week. And he was mentioned last week because he right. is our DM for all you oh, Dungeons & Dragons people. Yeah. So he got us into that stuff. Mm-hmm. So our first our first little taste. Yeah. He... 
introduced us. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm not funny. So you decided <laughs> to go away from the comedy genre into the sci-fi <laughs> genre. Is it genre? Genre. Yeah. Is it genre or genre? Genre, genre. 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 Theater, like, tar- I gotta go Target. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> sci-fi is... I, I don't want to say it's my thing, because that sounds kind of haughty. <laughs> but uh, it is just all that my mind can think. Um, I have a difficult time thinking inside the box. I look at the box, and I sniff at the box, and then I reject the box, because it's hard for me to look inside the box. I have to think outside. And sometimes that gets me in a lot of trouble, and sometimes it's just so weird that no one would want to do anything. But um, Chris and Natalie brought me back down to reality <laughs> enough to where um, I think it's, it's a good film that we that we wrote together. So. Yeah, so one year ago today, mm-hmm. we started shooting um, that film. The film is called Asana. It's a story of just a girl on in wilderness alone kind of guarded by these evil beings and uh, her fight for freedom i guess you could mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. um short and sweet of it yeah. short and sweet yeah. of it <clears throat> and uh yeah so it's still in process it probably will be released this summer maybe i don't know Hopefully. we'll find out we're, we're close um, but we're the reason we have been here is because we wanted to talk on this podcast about creativity and creating stuff, whether it be movies, music, stories, poems, etc. How great that is, how wonderful it is, how it makes people like us creatives, I guess you would call us, feel alive. Because when I was like four, I told my mom, I'm going to be an actress. And then of course I did little things here and there and I still love it, but I love even more too, not, not just the acting now, it's just the creating films, creating stories in general is really exciting. But I do love the acting side, it's always such a fun. You're in a play, aren't you? I am in a play, this is exciting <laughs> news. So the other day, I finally found the local theater because I couldn't find it. I was like, where's the community theater? And there is one here. And I auditioned on last Saturday and got a really awesome part, like really good part. I play Norma Jean Harris in Decision Height which is about the WASPs during World War II, which were women Air Force service pilots. So I'm pretty excited to to play her. So we just started this week. So that's fun. So yes, still acting. Um, this is the first thing I've done after baby. So it's fun mm-hmm. to, to try to have mom brain and memorize lines is different. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to do it. Tons of moms do. So like, <clears throat> I always knew that. Would you say you guys knew too when you were little, like you, you leaned towards these kind of creative things pretty young? Uh, for me, yeah, my brother and I, ever since I can remember as young as we were, we would have stuffed animals, probably 50 or more, I would think. I don't know if this is kid, kid memory, but a lot of stuffed animals. And I would play one character. His name was Mickey, whether it be a Mickey Mouse doll or, not doll, action figure. <laughs> no, Mickey Mouse stuffed animal. <laughs> or a, uh, it was an Alvin and the Chipmunks stuffed animal. Both were named Mickey, though, because Mickey was the original. Anyway, I would play him, and Paul would play everyone else, and we'd do stories for hours and hours all day long. And that's kind of what we do. We call it Mickey and Guys. So, <laughs> oh, let's go play Mickey and Guys, and we go and just make up stories all night. So, as far as I remember, I've always been writing stories and making up stories. Mm-hmm. And then GI Joes came around, and mm-hmm. I was, you know, always playing with those <clears throat> stories and and doing things. And then I remember um, I was watching TV. I was probably I don't even know seven, eight, and a commercial came on, and it was actually a behind-the-scenes of Home Alone, the movie Home Alone. And it was my—it was the first time I ever stepped out of a film. Like, wait a minute, movies are like things people make and do. <laughs> and I was watching it, and I remember seeing like the the burglars talking about they kind of did some of their own stunts, and I'm like, stunts, this is amazing. And all of a sudden, it was just like Inception, just boom, idea planted in my mind. That's what I want to do. I want to make movies. I want to do stunts. I want to act. I want to just make movies which is kind of like already what i was doing with my stuffed animals so mm-hmm. as far as i remember i've always wanted to do, tell stories and do yeah. stuff what about you wow yeah <laughs> um stuffed animals and gi joes we have a lot in common oh nice and yeah and i my five-year-old daughter has about two hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> stuffed animals so i think she's got the creative gene maybe that's nice. a sign i'll have to give her gi joes later on <laughs> when she gets a little bit older and see how that goes but yeah i was gonna say that 
Uh, my creativity started when I was around eight, but then as you guys were talking, I was thinking even earlier to when um, I was around six and I would be strung out on something called Dimatap, which um, is a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's explain that a little so more. So Dimatap, Dimatap is no longer accessible to the public, um, but back in the day, it was just... <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that you that you took when you had a cold or okay. Um, oh, okay. yeah it's not <laughs> I'm still waiting to find out what Dimatap it was grape flavored and okay. um, strung out on Dimatap yeah. and it like would really than what do you mean it would really kind of make me a little bit loopy um, and um, and I, I would I would fall asleep and I would dream about a flying tiger mm. <laughs> like more than once yeah it was a recurring dream it's Whoa. not my spirit animal I don't think but. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so all my friends and I, in my mind, would go on these adventures, um, and we'd have talking animals with us, and sometimes hmm. we'd ride on them and, and do things. And I actually, later on in life, when I was a teenager, I made that into a story. Um, on paper? or Yeah, on oh. paper, yeah. And I've only shared it with one person. Um, but anyway, so when I was learn first learning to write, my grandmother actually taught me, because I was homeschooled, yeah. Mm. Okay. That says a lot about that. Me. Explains now, it. Yeah, now I see. <laughs> we don't have to say anything more this yeah, whole podcast. We don't need any more intro to Ben questions. We had some, but never mind. That's right. So um, I hated writing. I hated actually pencil, pen on paper, getting words out. I could. I would do anything possible. I would write circles around things and put arrows in places so I wouldn't have to write it down anywhere. <laughs> but as soon as I found this old typewriter that um, my parents had, hmm. um, it just opened up a whole new world for me because I loved typing out words on that versus um, writing natural, I mean, norm. what do you say? Uh, by hand. By hand. Wow, <laughs> yeah. he's like a hipster before hipsters. hipsters. Before hipster. Which is the epitome of hipster. <laughs> like he's like legit. <laughs> Yeah, all you hipsters, listen to me. Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> hipsters so, are going back to writing with pencils and paper now, thinking they're hip. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. Uh, I don't uh, use iPhones right. and iPads. I have notebooks. There's this thing called paper. It's like ancient. Yeah, that's what they say. And they talk like that because they're usually from California. You have or to like do the accent every time. Austin or like. Then the next big thing that really got me interested in writing was my brother. Um, my brother was writing. And he was typing on the on the computer, and he was writing these like GI Joe type stories, right? Mm -hmm. So I went in, and um, he had them password protected, and I found out the password, and I went in there, <laughs> and I changed them all, and oh, I made no. them crazy funny, uh -huh. um, and it was a blast. I loved it, and my brother actually loved it too, and we started making more and more of these like zany, crazy stories of, of weird things that happen with giant rabbits and mr <laughs> rogers was our primary villain oh. which what? i don't approve of i mean I, I was raised on mr rogers and i love mr rogers yeah he can't be a villain. Um, so you guys would write and then act it out with your toys or not or no, just no. right it was just right yeah that's interesting just writing. so that was yeah i i mean i got into some acting later and some music later because i just loved that creative output but i think writing was definitely the primary hmm focus and that's the thing that you know i just can't do without i have to write it's mm -hmm. just part of who that was I actually am. my next question which i was going to share it seems like <clears throat> as creatives i'm sure a lot of you out there are the same when you're not creating like what is that like like i don't know if you guys i'm sure you guys are the same but it's, for me it's just like oh my gosh you're thinking I'm, about all you're next. doing is thinking about <laughs> what do you got what can i do i need an avenue to create something whether it be music or a story or a movie. For me, it's usually movies. So I remember it, there was a, a long gap um, around 2011, 2012-ish. Um, we just moved back from California. We went through a lot of stuff with my dad passing and all this stuff was happening. And then it was like two, going on three years, we hadn't done anything. And I was like, okay, I got to do something. He was like dying inside. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she remembers that twice I'll, twice you had been dying inside. yeah because it was kind of <laughs> like uh i just kind of became we just went through all this crazy life changes and then i was at the age of like okay i'm either gonna go all in on this movie career thing or i gotta do something else i gotta do something i remember we went on a long walk i was like i just gotta go on a long walk and we talked and i was like I got, we gotta do something let's just do a full-length film okay 
and then we did it and then every year i'm like about a year goes by and i'm like okay i need to make something year goes by okay i gotta make something else it's usually movies Mm. and it's it's almost like you can't function Mm. in life that's just how we're built we need to create and i don't even know what that is but with this latest film masana was the same thing it was kind of like we just moved to virginia oh we just got pregnant we're trying to figure out life but i'm like all this stuff was going on. It wasn't like I wasn't busy, <laughs> but I'm like, but I have to create. Mm. Like, I know I have all this stuff going on in my life. I don't have any time to do anything, but I, in order to continue with life, I have to create something. So I'm like, I got to do something. Oh, here's Ben. Hey, Ben, make a movie with me. <laughs> She's busy right now. <laughs> a little busy. A little busy. A little busy. I mean, she was, she actually wrote a lot, helped us write a lot of it mm-hmm. and was there obviously on set and everything, obviously. But as far as the, the bulk of, creating from scratch a new story and everything mm-hmm. ben came right on time and it was awesome and chris can attest to this too that um whenever he would tell me to rewrite a section or to write this or write that i like bam i had it out i was like mm-hmm. he was like where do you find time for that and, i still don't know <laughs> and every, people ask me that and i feel kind of bad because you know i have a family and <laughs> i should be spending time with them and i do i spend a lot of time with them um but it is uh, funny like i'm like <laughs> a day will go by and then 20 pages and then he emails me oh by the way i just happened to write a whole sequel to your movie (laughs) i just want you know did it i'm like wait what just read it when you have time like how do i have time i can't even have time to read this much less write it it's amazing but it was great Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that i can come up with though is that i'm always writing in my head so whenever i have five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes whatever it is i just i'm ready to get it all down get it all out Hmm. um is there you, gaps? Find, you find time for the thing that you have to do, right? Exactly. Was there gaps in your life where you didn't and it was aching in you? Yeah, and it was it was kind of like what you said, too. Like, um, you were waiting for that next thing that was going to usher in another time frame of creativity, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, And it's funny because, the like, the Dungeons and Dragons that we mentioned earlier, so those, um, what we're doing is we're basing those on my books, um, the, some books that I've written uh, in, in that, that world. And so for me, when a friend of mine asked me about D&D, did I ever do that before or, and everything, and he was telling me about it, I was like, whoa, maybe I could use this to my advantage <laughs> as a creative outlet and, and like help in my world building. And, and I just thought it would be so cool to um, create a world where other people people could go in build characters and have adventures in a world that i created and so that was just one of the many things yeah yeah, that um that kind of come about at different times um so there's that and then there's books and then if i'm not doing a book i'm doing a short story or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i would just miss it for me, it was acting. It would go so long, and I would just miss it. And I tell him, "I want to act. I miss acting." He's like, "Well, go mm-hmm. do it." But I'm the kind of person I can get very bogged down with the daily life. So it's really great being married to Chris because he reminds me of the big pictures that we always had. Whereas the day to day can just really slow me down, and that's what I'm thinking. I can only see one day ahead, and then he'll be like, "No, let's do it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, we love to make movies. Okay, this is what we're gonna do." <laughs> um, but then, like the last few movies. I was either wearing too many hats or didn't get to act. So sometimes for me, these plays and things like that, those are where I hone the skills and that's where I really miss that. Because it is a special thing. Like you you get to know these people so well and you go through this whole experience and then it's over and you actually feel like a loss when it's over. Yeah. And um, I have a lot of friends in theater and seeing them post their plays and their pictures. And I was telling Chris, I was like, oh man, I missed that. And I'm like, I just need someone to, to do it. So before I could even think this, this play happened, which is so great. And it's already like, I mean, it's about like six women and already we feel like we've known each other a long time. And it's about camar- like friendship and sisterhood and everything. I'm like, wow, it's amazing how quickly that has already happened like they're bringing <laughs> we're bringing each other donuts because it's an international donut day as well is it international or maybe it's just national donut day oh, that's, whatever uh, today. that's today oh man it's whatever out. you want day so, any day i know but it's donut day and we got donuts <laughs> thank you <clears throat> yeah acting's always fun i mean i was the kid who was ha- get lost in my own head had a big imagination like like i did like silly things that maybe I shouldn't share on a podcast because like I like shouldn't getting have strung been... out on <laughs> <laughs> things you should not share on, you should not on a share. podcast 
<laughs> will that make it through the final cut? Let's see. <laughs> but yeah, and I always did. For me, of course, there was like my own stories in my head, but a lot of times I just love to... Uh, I would become certain characters. Like, I mean, for some reason, I love like, um, is it Davy Jones? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Davy Jones. I'm mixing Indiana Jones. <laughs> Davy Crockett randomly. And I'd, and I'd, if I was in the water, I was Ariel. There was mm. no question. Like, I'm not just swimming here, people. I am a mermaid, and you will address me as such. And if I played Cinderella, I mean, my dad, he had to be involved. He was going to sing the song for me so I could dance, wear the dress. And I was the kid who, like, if we were going to pretend, I needed, like, the set, I needed the costume. And I could, like, go in my head and have a whole adventure. But, I mean, if I was going to act it out, it was like, I'm putting on this show, and we're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. If I could get a curtain, we're going to do it. So it was always there, and, like, that stuff's just just so fun. So it's it had been a while for me, so I'm just now at my... Well, yes, finally, I get to do this again, and it's so fun. I've kind of joined like a Twitter to get myself known as a as a writer out there, and um, I've friended lots of literary agents and things like that to um, just kind of see what's going on, what what people are looking for in in novels. Um, and the biggest thing that I've noticed is they're looking for novels that are not written by white guys. Hmm. Um, and I don't want to be harsh, but I am harsh. <laughs> so I'm going to be harsh. No, it's, it's, uh, it's not that I have anything against anybody wanting to write anything. I, I think that's great. I think that creative outlet, like mm-hmm. we just said, is very important. Um, but when it gets to the point where I feel like I'm being um, excluded or rejected based on my um, some physical characteristics or my sexual preference. Mm-hmm. Um, not then, by your work. Right. Yeah. Not by my work. So I'll see um, I'll see some agents say, you know, I have I have room to represent one more person. Um, hashtag own voices, which is a. Uh, um, movement. Yeah, I guess a, a movement on Twitter that deals with uh, trying to represent underrepresented groups. Um, so if um, you are not heterosexual or not white, then uh, they're more likely to accept your work. Um, hmm. Not so much based on... Well, I, I hope it's still based on how good the work is, but but it doesn't um, seem that way. Well, the thing right. is, what it does is it messes up. They, it could be an amazing work and genuinely better than some like someone of who's white or whatever. It probably genuinely is. But now they might feel like, well, wait, am I getting it? Am I getting this agent because I'm a minority or because my work's good? And I feel like I'd want to know that I got it because my work was good. And it had nothing to do if I was male, female, white you know, black, Hispanic, minority. But I wonder if that's how they feel. This should know. be. I mean, that's how I would feel, I would think. I mean, if someone's, like, between me and Ben, if we're fighting for a spot to at an agency, and then they're like, oh, we like Ben's work a lot more, but you're Hispanic, so we chose you. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to be like, wow, thank you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, well, you guys are a-holes. How about you give Ben, who made better work, the job? You know, I, that's just degrading to me. Not only is it degrading to him, but to me also, because you're looking at me by the color of my skin, not by work. my work. From the term underrepresented, I'm assuming that they think, in their in their own minds anyway, that certain minority groups um, are not being represented in Mm -hmm. novels or in movies or whatever as much as they should now i don't know what the the way how how to judge that um Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's based on some statistics i haven't seen anything like that um but it i don't know it it's hard it's hard for me it's hard anyway i could see a movement like that helping people maybe who have limited opportunity let's say you go to you know poor poor part of town you got these kids here, really creative kids who have no opportunity, and you say, "Hey, I want to help you," mm-hmm. but that's not based on the color of their skin; it's based on the situation. You know, yeah. like that would be a cool movement I'd get behind. 
but not just because you're like what if you're mexican or black or something but you're totally like well off and you have all this opportunity and then you got white guy over here who's been working his butt off his whole life and finally gets an opportunity and then boom they give it to the other guy because you know because on voices right like yeah yeah that's a good point too because there are um there are programs out there i think there's one for single mothers um and trying to help them Hmm. get into writing and and that's That's i think that's great because they have a lot on their plate and there's it's it's harder for them there's another program for veterans um getting jobs right so Mm -hmm. they might have a preference to them and i can i can totally get behind something like Mm -hmm. that well, from the in the film standpoint, there's the, I don't think it's a hashtag, but there's the inclusion writer thing, mm. which is representation in front of and behind the camera that certain movie stars can say, I won't work on this project unless there are this many types of genders and this many types of uh, minorities represented. In the film, right? In the film. Yeah. But I think that's crew and in the front. Now, oh. I don't, I, I still always go with, you know, who can do the job best. I just I, like maybe it is best to just see them on paper and not what they look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As far as minorities being represented on screen, I do get behind that a little bit just in that talking to friends who have kids of different ethnicities and stuff like that. When it comes to like Disney or superheroes, um, they don't see a lot of little kids that look like them or Disney princesses that look like them or something like that. And I remember growing up, I, I mean, obviously I liked Belle because she's bookish and she had brown hair. Like I have brown hair. So it's not that I only like princesses who look like me, but there was always a connection when mm-hmm. when a superhero or a princess or something looked like you. So in that sense, I don't mind like there being a diversity in mm. it, but I don't want it to be a force. Like if a story, like say, for example, a movie's historical, I don't. I think it's like okay. Dunkirk. To, like Dunkirk. Yeah. There's a bunch of just young white males, and from people England, actually and got mad who, about yeah. that. That like, oh, this movie's full of young white males. Oh, history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But imagine if we made yeah, like if you made a movie about Martin Luther King and you cast like Mel Gibson or something. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. I wouldn't want you to, because historically. Mel Gibson. I don't know. It was the first actor that came to my mind. Okay, that's like double, double offensive to some people. I'm like, okay, sorry, I'm sorry. It was a poor choice of. <laughs> Martin Luther King starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> that's amazing. And a boycott. I remember when I was younger, I would play Blade. Like Wesley Snipes was so cool to mm-hmm. me, and he's the you know a black superhero. But I'd dress up as him and I'd play him and, and it didn't even cross my mind that I couldn't be him because he's black. Yeah. I mean, I'm Mexican. There's no Mexican superheroes that I can think of. <laughs> Nacho Libre. No. <laughs> but, but I didn't care. Um, not that if there's a black person that does care and like, oh man, I want, you know. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think it should be that big a deal. But like you said earlier, it is kind of cool to have that option though. Yeah. But I don't think... You should stop your imagination. Like, I don't. I think a, a little white boy wants to play Black Pan- Panther. That's awesome. Yeah. And if a little black boy wants to be Captain America, that's awesome. Like, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, because it's... But I think, like you said, if we can make a bunch of different characters, all shapes and sizes, that would be awesome. Yeah. And we have a lot to choose from. But like you said, Ben, earlier, that we shouldn't just change it for the sake of doing it. Let's yeah. create more characters instead of changing the ones we already have. Right. Just to mm. make a point. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like when it comes to the cast and crew, if it's a director or something, I want the best director. So mm. it is a little weird when it's behind the camera too. I'm like, well, I feel like that's kind of a weird thing. Like you just need who's best for the job. And yeah. I think what it gets back down to is all of this is to make a point, not to make a good movie. Yeah. At least in my mind. Um, yeah. So yeah. Is, if, if you, ve- if, if the, if Which the, is a lot of times very obvious, hence Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you if the aim of writing a book or or making a movie or whatever it is is to make a point about society, look, look what we can do with with this mm-hmm. this group or that group. Um, I don't think that's good. I don't I don't think that produces something with true creativity. Well, it's instantly saying that the group can't do something. I'm like, mm. if you feel the need to give me all these jobs because I'm a woman, I'm like, that automatically seems to get the assumption that you don't think I can do it. That's exactly what I was trying to yeah. Yeah, point, the point yeah. earlier. It's like, yeah, but if I'm I like, was a I woman, think the woman, 
yeah. can do it. Yeah. That's Wh- not what's... Wouldn't you feel bad if, like, oh, we'll give it to you because you're a woman? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. But... I'm a good director. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Patty Jenkins. She's a good director. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and there have been times, and it's not a sexist thing. I'm like, there have been times we've seen a movie directed by a woman, and we're we are pretty sure she only got the part because she's a woman, and the movie did suffer, or the mm-hmm. show suffered. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a shame it's a woman because it's not that I don't think women can do it as good, mm-hmm. obviously, but it's. But you can't say she's a bad director because then you're sexist. But I can because I'm a woman, so yeah, I can't. but I you can't. can't. But I, I can. do it anyways because I don't care what you think about me. But <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, this is directed so bad. Oh, it's by so and so. I'm like, so she's bad. <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't that good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm. But I'm like, there's a handful of others that are great. So mm-hmm. it's not a sexist thing. It's not that mm. like, it's it's like with any other white male director, some of them are really good. Some of them sucked. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you're not a good director. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, oh, well, anyway. What Ladies it, views on little women. Anyone want to want to go ahead and write me on Facebook the new the new one masterpiece. Okay, anyway, what were you going to say? So I was just going to say the thing is when when it happens organically, when you have a really good female um, director, when the cast is um, culturally diverse, but it just it makes sense for the film, mm-hmm. um, or it, I like that. I love to see the diversity, and we yeah. talked we talked about that some and. I love to see people of different backgrounds um, rising above hardship or, or being able to produce something great. And I, I guess what we're saying is it's not because they of superficial reasons, mm-hmm. but because they are genuinely really, really good. Yeah. And there are genuinely really, really good directors, writers, and whatever from mm-hmm. so many different backgrounds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think it's because they think that there's still this huge systemic oppression of these groups of people. Oh, yeah. That it's like, oh, if we don't help them, then they'll never make a film kind of thing, or right. they'll never write a book or whatever. I mean, it's got to be where they're coming from. Yeah, I definitely And think they think that things. you, Ben, a white male, have all the privilege and opportunity you could ever even hope for and want for. But mm-hmm. you, Natalie, you're a woman. Oh, and a mother. Oh, man. You'll never get to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. But we're seeing that, like, if you guys were probably versing for a, ro- a same opportunity, they'd probably give it to you. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's, and nowadays, it is. It's the exact opposite. I mean, it is the opposite. Like, I have the benefit. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a guy's role, they'd probably give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you give an Oscar for it. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that has happened one or two times. That was well done. Anyway, I'm just saying. But, but. <laughs> Where they went, took a chance like that, and it was actually hilarious. Yeah. But they meant to do that. It wasn't mm. so they could please the masses or something. But yeah, yeah but yeah. But so I know that, I, yeah. there was somebody on someone on Twitter was saying that they're so glad that um, that we don't need to have um, men in um, in stories anymore. Like they're obsolete. What? Who would? What? <laughs> so you can have a really good story. Um, and you don't need men anymore. And I just commented on it, and I was like, that, that kind of depresses me a little bit. I, I'm obsolete now. Um, oh, Whoa. And, okay. Well, well, early. Okay. You know, oh, well, I was just going to say, so then she responded back to me and just said, you have years and years and years of old white guys writing books about white guys to read from. You don't need any new ones. Um I was like, "What well, I want new ones about guys." <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, so it just, yeah, it gets a little bit overboard. Back in the day, plays were only performed by men. Hmm. I forget when um, women first entered Shakespeare in Love wasn't quite historical. I think it was a little bit after that. But I mean, imagine it's so much cooler now with mm. everybody. Yeah. In a play, I couldn't imagine a like, like all of Shakespeare's plays just women even though back then it was just men mm-hmm. but obviously at some point people were like hmm that's not as interesting why can't this role be played mm-hmm. since it's written as a woman why can't Ophelia be a woman you know it's like it's like Black Panther says to Killmonger you're becoming your own enemy like mm-hmm. yes women at points in history black people at points in history were oppressed and probably had no say or opportunity but it's not like that now. We can't just now go the exact opposite and punish Bens, all the Bens in the world, because their great 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 grandfather, you know, had all this opportunity. Like it doesn't make sense to 
go the all the way to the other end and just become what you hated long ago. You know what I mean? Like we can't therefore let's you know switch it opposite. The you know the solution should be the equality, not now we're above you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were below you, now we're above you. How about we were below you, now we're all even? That's where it needs to be. Right. And people would say that they've been below so long that now they need to be above for so long to equal everything. But they out. can't because now they're becoming <laughs> what they hate. They're becoming what they hate. Yeah. What they hate. Right. They're an enemy. Yeah, it's that's exa- right. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's well, an extreme of anything. Like like the feminist movement now, I would not want to associate with whatsoever. Classic feminism at its roots at the beginning. Not so bad. I can get on board for votes for women <laughs> and getting paid for my jobs and work and everything. Like, because I knew we know women are capable of doing great things. Mm-hmm. So that was a fight worth fighting. But now it's like we're capable and we're better. I'm like, why do we have to be better? Why can't we all be really good at it? Like, how yeah. come we're all we're all good? So it doesn't mean that now you have we to knock the other guy down. don't need stories of men anymore. Oh my god. Only women. How boring. The then future we couldn't have is, gladiators speaking gladiator. The which future is, is female. Oh, don't even get me started. I hate that thing. I hate that thing so much. I'm like, okay, you realize if the future's female, it stops. Because I don't know if you Guess guys what? know how we more men females get and here. Women. Oh my gosh. No, uh, some women are like, no, we can have petri dish babies. It's so weird. It's so messed up. I don't know, just an idea like <clears throat> The mindset that a white man can't write a strong black female character, let's say. Like, I'm sure that would be maybe more difficult because he's a white man. I guess I can see that. It makes yeah. sense. Well, but it doesn't saying. mean I, he can't. I wouldn't say it wouldn't. Right. It's not that it couldn't be good. I don't think it could be as good as possible. Because, yeah, Othello is awesome and very classic. But I'm even thinking, like, the play I'm in, it is, it is directed by a girl. And it's almost like... If you had talk about guy time or guys hang out or whatever, mm-hmm. we couldn't fully understand that, right? Like what that's like. So for me, I'd be like, I, it, they could direct it well and get performances well, I'm sure. But I don't know if they could direct it in a way that understands how women would relate to each other if a man isn't there, mm-hmm. which is what the story is. There are no men there. So for me, I, I think there is a benefit to a woman directing that because it is solely about like almost a bond and a and something women had to go through with men not even being there, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, so I we are saying. So you guys are saying then that choosing a director or a writer based on gender or color can be beneficial. Well, because it's saying for that, like for this role, it's like, well, what's best for the project? Mm-hmm. It's not saying Ben can't do it because he's white. It's saying, I want her to do it because she's going to be able to add something to this that's going to make it better and richer because she can understand. Right. And I would be okay with that. I don't mind losing out to a role to a black man as a director if he's going to understand and make that project as good as it can be. Because that's still his merit and his skill and what he can do. It's not saying that's the only reason he's getting this part. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, he has something he's going to bring to the table that I can't. And I would I would defer to that and be like, yes, take it away. He's He is the better choice than I would be for that. So you're always going to have some level of disconnect between the director and the, the project or the writer and, and the subject matter. Because for one thing, you're writing about a bunch of different people. That's true. And um, a bunch of different types of people. And you have to, to a certain extent, you have to imagine what it would be like because you're not both a woman and a man. Unless you're gender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine if you were confined to only writing about, about white men. That would probably be kind of boring. Right. So it's like, no, it, you should be able to write about any Anybody. nationality you and you any strong female gender. character. Yeah. And, 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 black character. and there might be some people who do that poorly. Yeah. Um, but a good writer will create an amazing uh, female character. There's mm-hmm. tons of them. And they were written by men. It's almost like saying, I can't have any understanding about a man. I'm like, well, I've been married for 14 years. I can probably trick you pretty much into thinking that I know a thing or two about men. You know, like if we both wrote a story primarily about men, it would be interesting to give it to someone and see if they could tell. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm, project. <laughs> Who wants to be the judge? Well, I'm not going to go on a writing contest with Ben, though. Who am I kidding? But maybe someone who hasn't been writing for most of their lives. So imagine if I said, I want a story about medieval times. 
but I'm only accepting scripts from women. I think that would be something where it's like, you, what you did to yourself, though, is you just cut out a whole possibility of getting the best, really. Not mm-hmm. that there wouldn't be a good one, but you'll never know because you you limited to this. So in that sense, it's almost like I'm not even asking the question of what would be best as part of the project. I'm mm-hmm. saying before we know exactly what the project For will sure. be, I'll only accept scripts from women. And that would be a, that would yeah, be a, like a if problem. Like if the agent you were talking about had said, I have a project... And I have one, you know, I have, I'm open for, you know, someone to take it on. And mm-hmm. it's this specific project. So have this specific experience. That makes sense. Right. Instead of just like, hey, I'm looking for anybody with any project, but you have to be a minority. That does seem a little wrong. Right. Because it does exclude you for no reason other than your color. Yeah. That's that called, seems wrong. Um, um, oh, racist. Racism. Right. Racism. Racism. Okay. Or prejudice. Prejudiced. That's what that word is. So in conclusion, I hope you guys thought about things and were probably yelling at your audio device like, ah, I wanted to respond. Yeah. I know I would have, but. Well, we'll still be doing it because this is what happens after every podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. why didn't we mention this but, point? Oh, I know what I was thinking when we said that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, Ben, you know what's coming because, you know, we love to ask this question. That's right. Wait, but we said his favorite movie earlier. No. Oh, oh to go with the topic? There you go. I don't know. Is he ready for that? Mm, um, okay, let's start. Okay, okay. Maybe I should do this either, part. Either. <laughs> Chris and Natalie, would you like to ask me about maybe an obscure movie that not many people may have watched that I have watched? Oh, and yes. Like, yeah, in fact, those were the exact <laughs> words I was going to say. But it also does maybe fit in with, um, our, topic with, for today. with our topic a little bit. Um, so the, the one, I have two. Is okay. that okay? Can I share? Yes. Plus Jurassic Park, so that's three. Okay, but, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say. It's because of Jurassic that. Park so, that you're allowed but, two more. Okay, good. So the um, That Thing You Do, you guys already know that <laughs> movie. <laughs> and, um, so awesome. Made, made by Tom Hanks, written by Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fun movie. I love that movie. It made me um, wonder why he didn't direct more, because it was so yeah. spot on. Everything, beginning to end, that yeah. was a great movie. It's just a movie you can watch over and over and over. Over and over and over. And so I really like that movie. And maybe not a lot of people know about it. I don't know. The other film. one. That I don't think not, a lot of people do. The other one. And it's hard to find um, when you want to buy it. It's hard to find anywhere to yeah. buy or even watch, much less. But we finally found it. And so you guys got to make sure if you're going to buy the film, you should buy the film. By hard we mean I think I had to spend 10 minutes on Amazon, but I can't walk into a store and get it. Yeah. Which well, is but also, we seem to only find like the extended version. And the extended version sucks. Yeah, you need the original so, theatrical. original theatrical version. Make sure you buy that when you when you watch it or buy it. Make sure you're watching that version. Continue. That's a good point. Yeah. The other one is, have you guys heard of An Ideal Husband? Negative. Yeah. It's by it's it's a play by Oscar Wilde. Yes. But it's a movie with Rupert Everett yes, and Minnie Driver. Yes, I've seen that. Okay. Yes, that's funny. What, how do I'm feeling out of the loop here? What is I watched it? it. I watched it. I probably got it from the library because I would always obscure. get those it's kind of movies. It's a library movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like queen of the library movies. Like I would go in my dad and I would get that place cleaned out. And Fun watch fact: them all. If you don't know, you can go to the library and get movies for free. For free, yeah. and it's awesome. You anyway. borrow them. Yeah. Yeah. You bring them back. Was that that's not the one that has no that's the importance of being earnest. So right. what is this movie? Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay, so first of all, it requires male and female parts. There is an ideal Whoa. husband, but he is not ideal. Mm. But he becomes ideal or he is held up as the ideal. I think or, Mr. Knightley's in that. Mr. Knightley's real name is Jer- not Jeremy Norton. What's no, his real name? No, no, Jeremy Northam is is in this one. Um he you're is? thinking of the one in Importance of being earnest. Yeah, maybe artist. that's yeah. the one I've seen. No, because I saw the one with Minnie Driver because I love Minnie Driver. Anyway, you okay. finish. No, it. but Minnie Driver is amazing in this. She's and always amazing. Her and Rupert Everett steal the show hmm. on this on this movie, and they're really funny. But Jeremy Northam is in it, and Kate Blanchett, I think, and some other fairly big names in there too. So wait, um, Jeremy Northam is in it. He is in this one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you know this. That's one. the one. I, okay. Yeah, that's the one I've okay. seen then. Yeah. So if you like dry <laughs> uh, humor. Um, well, if you know Oscar Wilde, his humor is just great. Um, it's amazing. But uh, this is a movie. It's it's yeah. It's got some real funny parts. It's got a serious storyline kind of throughout as well. But um, I think everyone can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's a good recommendation. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that one. Well, thank you, Ben. It was a pleasure having you on our podcast. I hope you all enjoyed that. And remember. Uh, to find us on Twitter, I'm at Natalite. 
At that Chris Cloud and Ben. At C Ben Wright. W R I T E. <laughs> Is it S E E? It's like C, Should like I? C with eyes. Oh, that's right. No, it's S E A. <laughs> C. C, there's like so many. C. Or is it the letter C? You never know. You know. The letter C, Ben. Why don't you what spell out this crazy message? What this is telling me is that I need to change my handle. <laughs> yeah. So it's the at sign S E E B E N W R I T E. C Ben Wright. C Ben Wright. Cool. And you don't you don't have a blog right or web page right. or anything for your your books or writings or anything, right? Oh, I do have. I am on Wattpad. What the? It's W A T T P A D. And it is also at Seabin Wright, I think, is how you find me. What's your, what's, I haven't tried to find myself. What's your thing where I read your short story? That is my website. Oh, what's <laughs> that? Which is www. No, HTTP colon four slash forward slash www. Seabin Wright, and that's S E. B-N-W-R-I-T-E <laughs> dot dot wordpress dot com. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I need to get my own dam- domain name. <laughs> domain name. Domain you name. just swore <laughs> on our podcast. Domain name. <laughs> oh, oh, but it's all cussing and no, stuff. No, it's, it'll be, it'll be bleeped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my own boop. <laughs> 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 Jamie's gonna be like, "What did That's you say?" Probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> cool. What else do I have? Um, oh, if you want to learn more about the film that we're working on, mm. you can go to Staring at Fire s t a r i n g a t f i r e dot com slash asana a s s a n a. Um, you can find all our info there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want more in-depth look, you can go find us on Facebook. You can find it. Just look it up. Yeah. Um, Staring at Fire. And you can see, like, pictures and updates. And But it's a good movie. It will be. When it comes it out. will be a good movie. Yes. <laughs> I hope. We'll find out. It better be a year later. Phew. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And cue the end music. So this I was love that great. Music, you do? Yeah. Okay. And the beginning music. Is it the same it's music? It's the same music. Okay, that's why uh, I mean. It's actually a longer, like, three-minute song that I made. You on, made it? On acid back <sighs> in, A-C-I-D. I think, 2000. <laughs> maybe 2001. Not the drug, the program. Not the diamond program, diamond. acid. D. <laughs> D. A. D-I-A. But no, a- I made that oh, song on acid <laughs> using loops, loops in, like, 10th grade. Yeah, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Little did you know. Little did you know. I can't believe you made that. That's amazing. I mean, I can't believe it because you're very creative. <laughs> it's like, wow, jeez, thanks, man. <laughs> Not bad. Man, of many times. Okay, bye. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>